We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We have uh, Jeff on stage, and uh, Robert Silverman is trying to come up. Robert, for some reason, is not letting me add you, so you might have to leave the room and come back. Um, and if that doesn't work, you might have to uh, close the app and come back into the room. So um, really quickly, I'm just going to read some of this chats, and then we'll get to Jeff. Um, so Ben Kim Gurvey, shout out to you, Ben. He asks, does anyone know the player combination for stats for IQ with and without Randall and Randall with and without IQ? Um, so I went to cleaning the glass and uh, net rating and cleaning the glass for people who don't know filters out garbage time. IQ and Randall on has a net rating of 0.12.8. IQ on and Randall off, the, the, rating, the net rating is 3.7. When I put in IQ off Randall on, and when I put both of them off, nothing came up. So I'm assuming that there's not enough possessions for them to um, for them to put that on. Or Emmanuel quickly plays Jewish Randall all the time, although I don't think that's the case. So, um, but yeah, like I like Jewish Randall, our best, you know, arguably our best player, um, or one of our two best players. When he plays with Emmanuel quickly, we do very very well. Um, and then what else we got here? Uh, da, da, da. And he said, I'm asking because I think Tibbs is looking at who plays best slash his most beneficial play of Randall. It's not individual on-offs, but combination, combinatorial ones. I agree. Uh, Johan Peter says, the IQ topic is like beating a dead horse. He is not part of long-term future, and I'd be shocked if he's a Nick after the deadline. Oh, man. I, I really, like, that really scares me because... If like if we trade him at like well if we trade him at a deadline, it's going to be. I think he'll be in Toronto, and I think RJ Barrett will be going with him, and OG Ananobi will be coming back. That's the only because if it's I not that trade, Sean, I will, Sean, I don't know Sean. what because I don't think. Well, let me finish, Robert. Because I don't I think that the teams are smart enough to see like they're not like, oh. They're not playing him enough. He must stink. They're looking the same data that we're looking at, and they see that this guy is a good player. So they're probably like, "Oh, maybe we could buy low on this guy because that because Tibbs doesn't want to play him." But I I I I don't understand. And Robert, this thing is not letting me let you up. So you may have to close the app and come back in. Go ahead, Robert Cross. Sean, what what did I do to you? 
for you to ruin my Christmas holiday by trading two out of two out of the three of my favorite necks. Listen, a consolidation trade is coming. We all know this. We all know this. So, listen, somebody that you like, somebody that I like, is not going to be on this team next year and may not be on this team on St. Patrick's Day. And listen, I love RJ. The, the, the two jerseys I've bought in the last year are RJ Barrett and Manuel Quickly. So, I really would like one of those guys to stick around. Um, Let's go to Jeff. Jeff, what what are your thoughts? Um, what 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 you got? What's going on, Sean? What's up, everybody? Uh, just listening and uh, loving the conversation so far. So, for me, I'm not in panic mode. I'm not in panic mode. I'm not really worrying. I'm just wondering, kind of like everybody else, when the adjustments are going to be made. When the next adjustments are going to be made. And what exactly, and I'd love for the beat reporters to ask this one um, once to Tibbs, what are the key factors that he considers analytically along with what he sees when he's deciding when to make a change? I put up in the Jumbotron something that Tommy Beer posted about IQ's cumulative plus minus since his rookie season. Um, I, I have a, a love-hate-loathe relationship with plus minus when it's not accompanying context, but just in a grander sense, when he's on the court, good things happen. That's the broad sense of what that plus minus is saying. And for us to, for the Knicks to be playing him 19 minutes a game, I can understand if it's 19 minutes last night, and just overall not playing him more. I can understand if it's situational. If somebody's cooking and you know you want to give them, you going with who's who's the hot hand. That makes sense at times, but I don't think we've had enough of that. Uh, we've seen enough of that this season to warrant his lack of minutes. And I think it's also antithetical to increasing the value of your assets to play them less. <laughs> You know, if, if if the ultimate goal is to to trade some of these guys in order to get a better player, you got to play them so that people can see their value and it inflates their value and they become more um, they become more appealing to certain teams and teams are seeing what we're seeing and they know what Emmanuel Quickly's value is. So I feel like the Knicks should be benefiting off of that. I also understand Tibbs strategy for keeping the game even and then allowing the superior bench to take over. I think that strategy does need to be adjusted. I think it's a little flawed now because Mitchell Robinson was the the glue and the veneer and the safety net for that strategy. And we see it now with him not being on the court Everyone's flaws are under the microscope and they are glaring. And unless the team can come together and supplement the the defense and the rebounding, the offensive rebounding with what even like half of what Mitchell Robinson was giving, they're going to, in essence, become the Pacers. Over the last four games, they've become the Pacers. Best offensive rating, worst defensive rating. And 
Sean and I have talked about this a lot where we say that's not sustainable model for a championship team, let alone a successful playoff team, because you're going to need defense at some point to win. Sean usually talks about rent due tips. It is December 17th. We need to tell him that rent is due twice this month. I, I need that man to make those those rent due adjustments now because I don't believe conceding even play to start the game is a successful strategy in the long run with this current team without Mitchell Robinson. I think you start the team that gives you the best chance to beat those starters and you still have your depth on the bench depending on who you want to come off the bench in order to blitz those teams in the second quarter and you can use your rotations you can mix and match your rotations in order to get that same effect the defense is not holding up and we see it i think i don't think we need 10 games to, to determine what our eyes are seeing. And yes, it's coming across, coming against some of the best teams, some of the best teams, but the Jazz and the Raptors are not some of the best teams and they're going off on this squad. And it isn't like you're blowing them out and they just so happen to get those points in garbage time. They're getting legit 118 plus, 120 plus. So to me, the best bet is to start the best capable players at each position to start the game and then use your rotations in order to bolster that second unit. That's what's going to need to happen. I, I don't, I don't want the the coaching staff to wait too long to make the adjustment because the way the East is shaping right now with injuries and with the parity after Boston and Milwaukee all it takes, all it takes, is one bad losing streak to to relegate you to the play-in for most of the season. So, if they want to keep pace, if they want to give themselves the best opportunity to win, I think you consider. <laughs> I understand he doesn't like to backtrack a lot after a few games, but I do think you got to consider either starting quick or restarting Grimes to get defensive a defensive wing presence. Jericho, I, I love his intensity. I love I love his athleticism and his and the way that he approaches the game in terms of giving it his all. But he doesn't have the he doesn't have the the spatial awareness or the the nose for the ball, the instincts right now to be the person that the Knicks need him to be starting the game. If he's coming off the bench, if he's spelling people, that's fine. They need either Hart, either I, I would love to see Hart uh, Hartenstein start. Hartenstein start. I'd love to see them get some more defense around the wing. They're going to have to play contain because now, then we're going to get into what we had previous seasons where they're playing from behind in the first quarter and they're relying on the bench to to break through and, and grab a lead and hope they can hold the lead with their starters. I don't think that's a recipe for success. I don't think that's sustainable either. Give yourself the best chance to win at the onset and I think everything else will figure itself out. Well said. <clears throat> well said, Jeff. First of all, I want to say that um, rent due tips, um, that is a Mensa original. So I don't want I don't want to be called I don't want to be called for plagiarism. So that is a that is he came up he came up with that. Make, last, make last sure the royalties like, go where they need to go, Mensa. You won't get your prep, you're gonna get your prep, <laughs> Make sure the royalties go where it. they need to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's 
like you said, like I, I don't know how long you're gonna be able to get away. We're gonna be able to get away with this. But then again, listen, we saw it took 23 games for him to take Evan Fournier at the starting lineup last year. 23 games, um, and the reason why he kept them in there is like he listen, listen. He's a defensive coach. He knows the dude is wasn't good defensively, but it's like yo, I need his scoring. I need his. I need his three point. I need him to space the floor. Yada yada yada. Um, but after a while, it was like it can't happen. Like this can't happen anymore. So I just hope that. And the funny thing is, I think that I think I think that they will keep the same lineup today. I mean, excuse me, t- tomorrow against the Lakers. Who, if AD doesn't play, they'll be starting Jackson Hayes at center, who's averaging three rebounds a game. Uh, oh no, wait a minute, hold on, that's not true. Uh two rebounds a game this season and you know rj will show up and randall will show up and whatever and they will win it's like oh great da, da, da. well you know and then and then after that i forget who we play after that but then it might get oh then we play we play brooklyn um we play brooklyn and then and then it's milwaukee back to back and then the milwaukee like the milwaukee games may be where the season tilts that may be where the season tilts for us um and i just want to say one update really quickly um I was I had I was looking up the stats wrong. So the reason why I couldn't find IQ and JR off the court and IQ off and JR on and Randall on is because of my uh foolishness, but I fig I figured it out. Um so as I said early as I said earlier, and I'm gonna pull this up. Actually it should be up here at the top. Um the IQ of Randall on is a plus 12.8. IQ on and Randall off is plus 3.7. IQ off and Randall on is minus 2.4. And now, ironically, um, IQ and Randall both off the court is plus 29.8, but that's literally 43 possessions. And a lot of it looks like just like garbage time because I see like a lot of uh, Deuce McBride and Deuce McBride minutes on here and 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 um, Dylan Windler. So I would I would throw that out. So um, this team is a better. This team is just better when Emmanuel Cookie's on the court. Period. End of and story. Sean, you know you know um, what's even wilder? Offense isn't the problem now. It's defense. <laughs> they they can score. They can score enough points. But the defense is what's suffering right now. If Mitchell Robinson was was healthy, we might be talking about – there might be more talk about where the Knicks are in, in, in the upper echelon of the NBA if they're, if they're offense – if you consider whether or not their offense would have kept cooking the way it's cooking now, all the, all the, the BS, best player narrative and all that team stuff would have been out the window. This was the, that was worst possible time for Mitchell Robinson to get hurt. But if you're a defensive coach and defense is the problem, two plus two can't equal avocado. We gotta, we gotta figure it out. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 it's gotta be something. And if, and if the offense isn't the problem, then I would, I would logically assume you would do something in the inter in, in, in the interim to bolster the defense at the onset so that the defensively you can keep you can keep even and then allow your you know the offense off the bench to take you over the hump. I I, I just it just it just seems like that would be the the best solution because you can't especially against the upper echelon of the NBA, you can't tread water. You can't trade well, even if it's game game to game, uh, road trip to road trip, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. 
you can't you cannot tread water because they're going to figure out what the what the squad is about like the 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 books are the quote unquote book is already out on a lot of the different tendencies that the Knicks have so how are you going to adjust it or what are you going to do to just make whatever whatever strategies teams have against you move you know true story true story um <clears throat> i'm going to um so uh shout out to brutus is he still in here um Oh, he left. Um, I'm going to pull up because Brutus asks about um, Devo and Randall and Grimes are in. I'm going to pull those up now. But next, uh, let's go to Robert Silverman. Robert, thanks for being patient and waiting. Uh, the floor is yours. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, I agree with everything you guys are saying. Um, one thing, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, because he and it, there may not even be enough data because he only uses this lineup occasionally when they're down big in the fourth. But I would love to see him just as an experiment for five minutes a night roll with Randall and our four best defenders. So Randall, Hart, Grimes, Barrett, and quickly. Now, yeah, that group is going to get hurt at the rim, but you can switch all five positions theoretically and on offense, they should be dynamite. And why he won't – why – look, it's a, it's a condemnation of Tibbs that there isn't enough data on this to begin with because he hasn't experimented with it during his entire run as the Knicks. He wouldn't do it when Obi Toppin was here. So we just don't know how it's playing out in games. And I think there was some presser where he was asked about Randall and Toppin playing together, and he says, well, you know, we, we see what happens in practice. And it, it's it's a non-answer that doesn't really solve like it that doesn't really deal with the fundamental issue, which is that group, even if they're getting gashed at the rim, even if they're hemorrhaging points in the paint, how is that different than what they're getting during the fifteen to twenty Jericho Sims nights minutes now? That to me, it, it seems like there's nothing but upside there, and it boggles my mind as to why he won't try it. Um, to me, that you're going to get enough rebounding from Hart and honestly quickly to be able to make up for the lack of a traditional big, even if that big is now Taj. But it's it's frustrating. And it just seems to me like, okay, you've got this stretch now where you can experiment, where you have to experiment. And if he doesn't, well, you know, that's when Nick Fandom's eyes start turning toward Johnny Bryan and asking what he could do if he was in the big chair. Thanks, guys. No problem. Um, Thanks, Chris, Robert, for joining yeah, us. Yeah, Chris, Menta, any thought? Any any thoughts to what Robert said? Um, um, I would say quickly that I do think that, and I, I've said this before this season. Um, I think Bryant has more influence this season than ever. Like, I think it's 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 a factor of if you're Tom Thibodeau, you literally like you got to the Knicks and you got given a bunch of assistance, Payne, Woodson, Bryant, like he didn't get to bring his own staff, right? The Knicks were pretty clear early on that like, if they were going to allow him to coach a team again, it would be on their terms. Um, they told him he could handle basketball. It took about two years before they started handling some basketball because they didn't like what he was doing. So, you know, it, it's kind of simple, right? But um now I think with 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 Thibodeau and Brian, it's a matter of well they've shared the bench, they've shared uh, a, a little one two duo of seats on the bench for th for three four years now, and th they're more comfortable working with each other than ever. I think mostly in the case of Thibodeau, 
being willing to listen to Bryant, but also Bryant speaking up. You know, I, I've noticed Bryant being more vocal this season, telling Thibodeau more things um, and Thibodeau doing them. Uh, I, I feel like Bryant, like the, the extent of his in-game involvement was like occasional notes and timeouts to Thibodeau and then like saying whether or not they should challenge a play. Um, and now you see Bryant like actively coaching the guys um, up or not, not coaching the guys up. He always coached the guys up like player development was always a thing. You see Bryant actively like saying things to Thibodeau that Thibodeau then goes and talks about in the huddle. Like it's it's um they're working together like a staff. You know, here at here at Fordham University, the men's basketball team, I, I could name you three guys right now that I, I, I would say on any given day could emerge as the number two coach of the day. We have an associate head coach, we have a lead assistant, we have right, but even then. The dynamics within these these workplaces aren't always uniform. Um, I think Bryant has has been there the whole time. You know, Woodson and Payne took head coaching gigs in college, not going too well for Kenny Payne, who I think his tenure is about to run out in Louisville. But um, when you look at when you look at what Bryant and Thibodeau have done, it's, it's worked together for like four years. Mensa, yeah, um, I think that the uh, the Randall lineup is crazy enough that it just might work but unfortunately it, it's and i agree that it's super frustrating with a guy like um tom Thibodeau because yeah the thing i'm worried about more than the rim protection with because jericho is not really giving us that the thing that i'm worried about with having randall at the five is i just don't trust that he's a good team rebounder but josh hart is a great team rebounder so is Emmanuel quickly. Those guys hit the glass very hard. So that might actually be a plus rebounding group. And you're right. You will get a lot of switchability out of it. I think that's, I think that's fascinating to even, to even think about what quickly Grimes, Barrett Hart and Randall. Yeah, I don't. And it's frustrating because why haven't we tried that? Like, you, you know, it's really, you can theoretically, you can play five out with it. And you can rebound well. I I don't see why we haven't why we haven't seen. It. I think that's a great suggestion. It's just unfortunately that's more fan fiction than anything else. But I I would love to see that. I agree with you, Mensa. I'd be more likely to get my Christmas wish list gift than getting that lineup though. Yeah, I mean, we know why. It's because the dude believes in rim protection. Like, think like the last time we saw Julius at the five was that game in Philly when we were on a losing streak, and he knew basically knew he basically felt the noose tightening around his neck. He's like, "All right, this will work." Like, and I think that flexibility is what like that's where he. That that his rigidity is ultimately ultimately will be what gets him fired. Like I remember watching that Pacers Hawks game, um, that was like one fifty seven, one fifty three a few weeks ago in the end season tournament, and at some point, Quint, uh, Quint Snyder pulled Okaneke uh, Okong. He pulled his center, and he had like, uh, what's his name? Uh, I forget the swingman dude. I'm blanking, but. He was like, I don't need a center. Like, I'm not going to win this game of defense. Um, like, I don't need a big on this floor. Like, this will not This will not get me a win. Now, they didn't win the game, but it was the right decision. And I think Tim is just like, no, I will lose if I do this. Um, okay, so let's go. To, all right, so a few, few things. One, we're going to wrap up before 1 o'clock because I like NFL football. If you don't, God bless you, but I do. And I know Chris does, and I know Mensa does. Um, 
And uh, Brutus, I will. Okay, I'm gonna read off these Devo stats, and then we'll go to Toxic Avenger, um, and then we'll go to Andy P, and then we'll wrap up. Um, so I found this on-off stats for DiVincenzo and uh, Jr. and Julius Randle. So Devo and Randle on is minus three point six. Devo on Randle off is plus zero point nine. Devo off Jr. Uh, Randle on is plus six. And uh, Devo and Randall off is plus 15.8. Now, that's 190 possession, which is not nothing, but it's not everything. But, like, the data kind of shows that, like, you know, like, I think DJ actually had a tweet that showed, like, our starting lineup, our, our start, the, the defensive rating for our starting lineup now is just absolutely awful. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, Prize Picks. Not only are they the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, but they're also the easiest and most exciting way to play. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, it's just you against the numbers, picking more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection. With basketball season fully underway, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. This is a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, take Jalen Brunson over in points or Julius Randle over in rebounds and combine it with two NFL picks like Lamar Jackson over in rushing yards or Zach Wilson over in interceptions. Prize Picks is a really simple way to play. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. Like on Taco Tuesday each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account all basketball season. You know what to do. Go to prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, it's daily fantasy sports made easy. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'll look up those Grimes numbers um, and we'll go to Toxic Avenger. What's up? Hey, guys. Um, you know, my thing is, right, we, I mean, we've heard for years now how no one's more prepared than Coach Tibbs and, you know, the next the most prepared team in the league. And But, I mean, where, right? Like, every time I, every time he gets punched in the mouth, I don't, I don't, like, if his plan goes out, the plan goes out the window and I don't see, um, I don't see 
where the adjust I don't see where the adjustments are uh, at, at any of these points in, in time, right? So uh, look at the stretch without Mitch. Are you telling me you're telling me that? Like I understand that Mitch is 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 has developed into this defensive anchor and you know uh, a force on, on the boards, right? But I mean, fellas, it can't be that we lose we lose one guy and all of a sudden we're giving up 140 points a night, um, and, and there are no answers, right? Uh, and you look around on the team, and I mean, we have defenders on the team. It's not like we don't have defenders on the team. So, it, 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 where where's the disconnect? Where where's the disconnect here that like we get you know or, or Tibbs or whatever gets punched in the mouth ha- has to make do has 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 to has has to make do without uh without one player or 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 a change that he needs to make and things just like completely go out the window and we don't we don't we don't know how to how to respond i don't i don't that, that's what the disconnect for me um chris Mitz, any of you want to respond to that uh, i have a response but i don't want to i've been talking way too much. go please no but if you got it then go i'm not gonna <laughs> you can't no. do that man you can't be like hey talk if you'd like but i have something i really want to say don't do that go ahead man go ahead right, listen go ahead. i mean so uh to- toxic you missed it earlier when i said like if you take certain people off of rosters, there are no adjustments that can be made to, to, to make up for that. Like, if you took Rudy Gobert off Minnesota, there's no adjustment to make up for that. If you took, well, actually, you're seeing it right now. Like, if you take Draymond Green off the Warriors, like, their whole death line of thing isn't the same, right? If you take Bam off of the Heat, their shit is, isn't going to be there isn't gonna be the same. Like, if you take Jokic off the Nuggets, they're not going to be the same. And Mitchell Robinson has that level of impact on the defensive end. So now with that being said, that to your point, that doesn't mean you should throw up your hands and be like, oh, well, you know, I'm screwed. Uh, so I'll just keep doing I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Um, so there has to be adjustments. The the other thing is, and to your to your point, yes, we have good defenders on our team. The other thing, the thing, though, is that our two best Offensive players are negative defenders, and they will be on the court more than the guys who are the better defenders. And there's just no way around that. And Mitchell Robinson covered up a lot of the stink of those two guys. And and listen, he's playing what better this season, but there was two seasons where um, R.J. Barrett was poor defensively as well. So... Unfortunately, because our two best offensive players are negative defenders, and they're going to be, and our coach plays our best offensive players a ton of minutes. This is where we are. So it is, a, it is now on him to figure something out and say, okay, if I what the, the adjustment is like, okay, if I can't win the game defensively, how can I win it offensively? But then again, I know who the head coach is. Uh, Chris and Mensa, any any comment? No, another for me. I no, think it all. I accidentally blew up baseball Twitter, so now I'm dealing with that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think you hit. I think you hit all the points. I have nothing else to add to that. I think, yeah, it's just Tom Thibodeau is who he is, and a lot of times, one. Okay, so I do have something. One thing that we don't account for is because we we see the game, we see the game offensively as fans because that's what brings us to the game. So, like, if a team loses LeBron James or if a team loses Steph Curry, you're going to tell us, like, you're reasonably going to say there's nothing a team can do to scheme 
you know, a loss that heavy to their offense. On the flip side, that is who Mitchell Robinson is to our defense. He is one of the maybe and he's one of the 10 best defenders in basketball. You lose a guy that good. It's there's just only so much you can do because he has different innate talents than other people on the team do. And if you remember where this defense was last year, this wasn't a great defense. You know, Um, we I mean, after after we got rid of, you know, after we trimmed the fat with the the Derrick Rose and the Evan Fournier's and the Cam Reddish's who was a good defender now, but he wasn't that great for the Knicks when we played him. I want to be very clear about that. Um, Then the defense started to round out, but I think we ended like around 18th in defensive rating last year. So now we're, and we lost Mitchell Robinson for a sizable portion of the season as well. So we're seeing the value of a great defender in real time. You know, he's not only is he a great defender, he's one of the best rebounders in basketball. So it's not just about getting stops, but it's about corralling the ball after you get those stops. So you're seeing it twice. You're seeing with like Jericho Sims is getting abused in the paint and then you're not seeing him get rebounds. So you're like Mitchell Robinson brings us value on the defensive end twofold because he helps you get stops and he helps end possessions with rebounds. So it's it is difficult to to scheme around such a major loss to a defense because he is who our defense has been built around for the past couple of seasons. So while I do agree that there should be more that we can do. There is only but so much we can do to scheme against having a poor defense and I do want to say that maybe maybe this is like I'm not the biggest when it comes to like film review or anything, but I'm not sure ha- not having Mitchell Robinson is the reason teams are shooting <laughs> outrageous percentages against us. Maybe we're over hedging. Maybe we're collapsing too hard because we don't have Mitch back there. But the three point defense, they can fix that shit. They don't need Mitchell Robinson to fix that. That that can change. Well, <clears throat> I just want to say real quick, this, these things play hand in hand a bit, right? Because if you're switching everything, um, that also impacts rebounding from my vantage point. And again, like, I don't, I agree with you. Like, it's, it's very, very difficult to take a top 10 rebounder like Mitch, whatever you want to call him, and he's central to your scheme and, and not expect impacts, right? But then again, you can kind of go back to the counterpoint and be like, well, IQ is a good rebounding guard. Why is he only playing 24 point whatever minutes a game? So I think, again, that's kind of like we understand the condition. The root cause of the condition is the anchors out. You have to make adjustments. There are different adjustments that could be made. It could be uh, focused more on the point of the attack and the starting five, put Grimes back in the starting unit the IQ in the starting unit, whatever it may be, I guess that, you know, that's where I'm going to get uh, agitated or more agitated than I normally am is if we just head into these next games to the holidays and it's like, yep, Jericho Sims and auto subs and Josh Hart playing whatever. I, you know, I, change it up, go two and six or go whatever, but do something. Yeah, some, <clears throat> something has to change. Something has to change. All right. I'm going to read some chats. I'm going to read up some stats. Then we'll go to Andy P. And then we'll wrap up. Okay. So, um, Ben Kim Gurvey says, add rent to rent due tip shirt to the list headed by Mitch. The people got to know. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, D Rebo says, Knicks need to go get that big man, Luca Garza. I 
would not hold my breath on that. Uh, ben Kim Gurvey also says, calling that defense is generous. You're right. That is not defense. It is something other than that. But, you know, it is what Shout it is. Shout out to Ben uh, in general for um, for making it today. I know he had something going on out west. But shout out to Ben. Thanks for always supporting, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Appreciate you. Um, appreciate everyone who's pulled up today. Uh, Robert Cross says, the miseducation of Emmanuel Quickly is a tired old record. Play the man, pay the man. I don't think you're going to get any pushback from anybody on that. Um, I did find the uh, net rating stats for Grimes and Randall, and I post them in a chat. Um, Grimes on and Randall on is minus 3.2. I'll get to that in a, I'll get back to that in a second. Grimes on, Randall off is plus 10.6. Grimes off, Randall on is plus 8.1. Grimes off and Randall off is plus 4.2. Now, back to this, when Grimes and Randall are on are minus 3.2, you're probably wondering, like, how is that possible? Well, they're two most played, those two, the two most, the two most common lineups with them on the court is Brunson, one of them has a plus 5.3 net rating of 463 possessions, and that is Brunson, Grimes, Barrett, Randall, and Mitch. Then there's a lineup with 215 possessions that is minus 11.6. And that lineup switches out R.J. Barrett for Josh Hart. I will leave that without comment, and I will throw it to Andy P. Andy P., the floor is yours. Hey, how are you? Thanks for hosting this. It's been a long time. Hey, what's going on, Andy? Thanks for coming yeah, out. Yeah, long time. Um, question is or commentaries picking off piggybacking off of the Quentin grind stuff. Um, I feel like he's starting to showcase what Kevin Knox his abilities were when the Knicks got rid of him. Is he a ticking time bomb? Can the Knicks ship him and Evan Fournier somewhere else and make a move before February? Is that going to be possible in your eyes or is that not going to happen? Um, the Fournier, as in, you, you asked, is it the trade or play? A uh, trade. I feel like they're dead weight at this point. I feel like so, when, you guys are defending yeah, Quentin so Grimes, they, but the guy goes out there and even Kevin Durant shat all over him the other night. I'm not sure if you saw that. Oh, Kevin Durant, I think, is someone who um, had 50 dropped on him by Jalen Brunson and, and was looking for, for something to blame um, for that. And, and listen, if I had 50 dropped on me, I'd also be telling my teammates they could have stepped up a little bit too. So I think it was part of Phoenix's game plan to make Grimes not shoot, um, to try and nullify his effectiveness. And they didn't do that. Even if he didn't have a huge scoring output, they didn't execute on their game plan. So that that's why Durant called that out. Um Grimes is someone who basically like look at look at DiVincenzo's stats since he got in that starting yeah. role. That's just that's DiVincenzo's just the playing that amazing on, on the Knicks. He shoots the ball when he gets it. Um, He's not afraid. Yeah, and I think I think Grimes has that quick release too. I think the confidence as a young player. That's the difference with a DiVincenzo who's been in the, the the league for several years. I think Grimes's confidence as a young player got kind of fried with with this role yeah. on a good team. You know, yeah. young players want to get to good teams. They want to play important roles. But once they do that, sometimes they don't always realize how unsexy it is to be a role player on a good team. So, um, you know, the, th- the thing with Grimes is I definitely, 
I definitely I'll, I'll say Grimes first and then get back to Fournier. I just want to make sure I address all your your points here. Um, the thing with Grimes, I would say, you know, uh, I, I think it's the nature of that starting role to have a low statistical output. Um, I think Grimes, because of his defensive ability at the point of attack, actually does present himself as the best option to have next to Brunson. Um, so so long as he's on the roster, I would be advocating for him to close games. But right now. He's not playing with that confidence, so I wouldn't advocate for that. Yeah, um, things are allowed to change, you know, game in, game out. To Fournier, I, I think they're just sitting on that. Um, for example, if you are trying to deal for OG Ananobi and you'd like to give up Quentin Grimes is or Emmanuel Quickly, is that the rumor? For example, it was the start of the sentence. If you're trying to deal for an OG Ananobi um, and you want to trade a Grimes or a quickly, then you can use Fournier's salary to make that possible. Now, now without it, you would have to deal a Barrett um, or, or someone more significant to, to the team's efforts. So um, I, I think that they're just very willing to sit on Fournier's salary because they realize ultimately if someone's trading them a good player for a young player and draft capital back, they probably won't mind just eating that salary and using it as kind of the... How do I put this? Uh, the the bacon around the dog medicine, you know, just the thing that just makes it work. The the, the carrot. They're dangling the carrot for future prospective trades, is what you're saying. Yeah, I, I think I think um, Fournier isn't any sort of asset that teams want to get their hands all over. I just do think that he makes it work. Like he makes the trade go down. He makes the pill go down. If if you're trying to do quickly for Ananobi and Toronto's going to pay quickly, no, um, that, that's I want you, him to stay. I'm very happy with him. I, I agree the Knicks should want to keep quickly. This is just an example I'm throwing at you so you understand more concretely where I'm coming from instead of me just floating numbers and concepts at your head. Got it. Interesting. Okay. No, I'm, overall, I feel like it's been a great season, and I'm loving Randall and Brunson. I just want to fix the Grimes hole. It sucks what happened with Mitch, but... Now we have to deal with uh, playing much smaller. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I we just have to listen. We just have to survive. Listen, if we can just tread water until Mitch is back, then now I will take that. And I'm not going to get worked up about losses to certain teams. The Jazz, that's a loss to get worked up over because you shot nine of thirty nine from three, um, and you let them score. God, well above their water, well, well above their watermark. But all right, well, thanks everyone. Um, it is twelve fifty nine on the East Coast, which means football is going to start in a minute. Um, thanks to everyone for pulling up. Thank you, Jeff, Robert Cross, Andy P, Toxic Avenger, um, Robert Silverman, uh, Brutus. Thanks for those questions. Ben Kimgurry, thanks for those questions. Um, definitely under, uh, definitely unearthed some interesting tidbits, um, especially with the Devo stuff and especially with the uh, Grimes Randall lineups with Josh Hart. Uh, again, I will say this team has a Josh Hart problem, which is not necessarily Josh Hart's fault, but. We move. All right. So thanks, everyone. Um, when are you hosting this again? So we we were supposed to host this once a week. Um, we I don't honestly I don't know about this week. Um, we will we will do a better job of promoting them. Um, but we try to have them once a week on weekends when the Knicks don't have a game. 
So just just be on the lookout. What you can, actually what you can do is you can turn on the alert so you can be alerted when we go live on Spaces. So you don't need to get an alert every time we tweet something, but every time we go live on Spaces, you can get, you can get an alert. So I suggest for all of you to do that. Um, tomorrow night, Monday, if you're listening to this live or if you're listening to this um, before Monday night's game, um, me and Andrew will be on the post game show. I don't. Remember, if we're doing a playback, I probably should know off the top of my head. But if we are, uh, if you're not a patron, you should sign up. It's really cheap. It's like $7 a month. You spend more and less. Trust me. Um, yeah, and then listen, Lakers Sunday, Lakers Sunday night, Lakers Monday night, um, then at the Nets on Wednesday, then it's Bucks at home the 23rd and the 25th of December. So, Interesting week in Knicksland. Like I said, like Mensa said, this may be the week that makes or breaks our season. I hope it isn't, but we'll see what happens. So, for Chris Persian and for Mensa Smith. Oh, wait a minute. Chris and Mensa, do you have anything you want to sh- say before we get no, out No, sir. Here? hope everyone has a great NFL yep. Sunday. Go, um, go Tommy DeVito and go Zach Wilson. Let's run it back. Player of the week. Yes, I actually need Tommy. Div- I actually need uh, Zach Wilson to do a job for me because I need the uh, Dolphins off my ass for the number one seed as a Ravens fan. Well, Jets plus seven is hitting. So I already listen. I put Jets plus nine and a half in my weekly pool, which I am tied for first in. So let's go. There you All go. right, <clears throat> for Jeff, for yeah, for yes, for Chris and for Mensa and for everyone else. My name is Sean. For you w. just almost outroed the wrong podcast, man. You I know. So I, I was, no, this guy is I, Tony Parker and. Hornets jersey right now. You know, you know, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm hurt. I'm doing. I'm not 100. percent I'm out here grinding. I'm about to go drink like two cups of tea and a smoothie and whatever. So leave me alone. So, and I was thinking about Jeff J, not Jeff Barrett, but shout out to Jeff Barrett too. Oh, so the, the hot hand theory. Check that out with XJ and and Jeff. Um, so for Chris Persiainen and for Mensa Smith. I am Sean Hardy, a.k.a. Sean with a W. Thank you for listening. Knicks Nation, let's ride. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.